Happy Easter, Kingdom Life. Our Kingdom Life family. Happy Easter. We declare that Jesus is risen. Our God is risen. Um, I, I should have a, I should have a big uh, smile on my face because this is good news. Uh, but uh, I've, I mean, I've been feeling quite messed up, but messed up in a in a good way as I've as I've prepared to speak to you all this morning. Um, and as I, as I've said, I think every time that that I've spoken to you through this this uh, this medium that. Uh, that I miss you. As a family, we, we miss you. We miss our, our kid and my family. Uh, and I guess the power of Easter, the power of Easter stories uh, makes the, the inability to be with you, to hug you, and to smile at you in person uh, just makes it a bit more, a bit more real. Um, so as you listen to this message, know that, uh, that we love you guys and, and we miss you. And we praise God. We praise God for, for, our, for our church family. We're, we're so grateful for each one of you. Um, I, I've wrestled with what to say. This is obviously, this is the most important day in our, in our church calendar where we remember Jesus' resurrection and his life. And we, we remember the sacrifice of Good Friday, but we, we remember the good news of, of Easter Sunday. Um, and yeah, I've been wrestling with what to say, and um, as as he is once, I felt the Holy Spirit last or yesterday say to me, just go to the barn and worship, worship me, and see what I would say. And I and I hoped I went to the barn and I worshipped last night, and I I hoped I would come out with you know almost sort of eight to ten pages in my notebook. Um, but I, I spent a lot of time just on my knees and a lot of time, <laughs> sorry. I spent a lot of time encountering him and, um, and, and reading his word. And, and um, this morning I, I, I felt that this really is quite simple. That uh, I'm gonna let Scripture speak. I'm going to say one or two brief things, but I'm going to let Scripture speak, and then I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to to move. I'm going to ask Jesus to to meet to meet each one of us. Um, as 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 you're watching this, whatever time of the day or night you're watching this, that you will come uh, praying that that the prophetic word that Luke shared with us, knowing that uh, that is from the Father that. That his desire is for his, for his spirit to flow through our body like a lightning conductor. That uh, this time would be, would be that the lightning hitting the conductor. And as you listen to it, you would feel his spirit uh, moving through your home. So bear with me. I'm, I'm going to read a bit of scripture. Um, I want to remind us of two of the promises that were made in the book of Isaiah about Jesus. One, one of them that we read fairly recently, but in Isaiah 9, we are told this, by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, in Galilee of the Gentiles, 
the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every warrior's saddle from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is a scripture that we normally read at Christmas time, this promise of the Savior born to us. But I thought the Lord saying, remind, remind yourself who I am. Remind yourselves what was spoken about me and remind yourself what is said about me now. In Isaiah 60, as we read recently, Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. And as we remember Jesus' death and his resurrection, we remember that he has arisen. We remember that his light shines upon us. We remember that we carry his spirit. And we seek his presence to shine ever more over us. I'm going to read the account of the resurrection from John. Each gospel has its own character. But I'm in no doubt that this is this is the gospel that the Lord would have us read today. Gospel of John, chapter 20. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out, and the other disciple, and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together, and the other disciple outran Peter, and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking into looking in, saw the linen cloth lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb, and he saw the linen cloth lying there, 
and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying on the linen cloths, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who came into the tomb first went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. I love, I love these few verses. Um, they are powerful for the two disciples. Um, emotional response is this need to see what has happened to their, their master, their savior. But what struck me most uh, um, was that in this there is such glory that the tomb is empty, that the grave clothes are empty. And yet, what struck me most was the, uh, the handkerchief that had been around his head, how it had been folded and placed. And I, I don't know, um, I don't know exactly what happened in that time where the angels that we see in the other gospels folded those clothes or whether Jesus whether he was raised and he sat up. But there's a calmness and a normalcy in the midst of this glory that struck me. And I can imagine Jesus just sitting on the stone in the tomb, folding the cloth, knowing that it was done, waiting for the disciples to arrive and waiting for Mary to come. Peter and John went away. But Mary stayed. Mary had washed Jesus' feet and anointed him before his death. She stood outside by the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white. They were sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why? Hey guys, sorry, a uh, small technical problem, which um, was quite helpful. Allowed me to compose myself a bit. Goodness, the scripture's getting me. So we're reading from John 20. Then Mary's encountering the angels. And they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, because you have taken away my Lord and I do not know. Because they have taken away my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. And when she had said this, she turned and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him, Rabbi, which is to say, teacher. And Jesus said to her, 
Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. As I said uh, before, the, the Gospels all have a slightly different recording of the resurrection. And I really felt the Lord saying that we were to read the Gospel of John. If you recall from John, uh, when you read John 15, 16, 17, those, those, those great prayers of Jesus and the interactions that he has with the disciples, and where he talks about the Holy Spirit, he talks about his suffering, and he talks about unity with God and unity with the disciples, unity with all that will believe in him. John, this disciple that Jesus loved, the disciple who, who talks so much about love, who seems to understand the love of Jesus far beyond those of his, his fellow disciples. You can imagine John thinking back to the resurrection and thinking back to what he heard and recording what the Spirit was leading him to record. And it's only fitting and it's only right and natural that John would be the one to record these words of Jesus. Because these words that, that speak, they, they take what Jesus said in John 17 and they bring them back in, in this sentence where Jesus says, I'm ascending to my Father and your Father to my God and to your God. In this one sentence, he, he invites us into family. He invites us into sonship. He invites us to be sons and daughters. He invites us into unity. But these are the words that he speaks to Mary. In his resurrection, Jesus invites us into intimacy with him, into relationship with him. And I, I know this is something that, that, a, that a kingdom life we hold to be so precious, that we have a God who's tangible. We have a God that is wonderful and he is intimate. But I'm sure, like me, the busyness of life um, can get in the way that we experience times where God doesn't seem as close as we'd want him to be, that we don't feel the friendship with him that we would love. Um, and you know, this, this time, this weird time where we are under lockdown and, and, and out of our normal routines, this is a time where we can become even more dependent on comforts. Um, even more dependent on those things that, that make us feel better and um, give us relief, but don't restore us. And it's Jesus that restores us. Um, my wife, knowing that I love John Alder, she gave me this uh, book a few days ago. It's called Get Your Life Back. And... Um, it's been such a wonderful book to read in this time because um, John Aldrich is, is writing 
there's some really practical ways that we can try and disconnect from the madness around us, the busyness of lives, and, and create the space in our souls for God to move. And as a family over the last few days, just to kind of emphasize this, we've, we went on a, a very short um, technology fast. And goodness, it's, it's been tough. Um, <laughs> we've, we all, you know, we, we lost, this, we lost this, this comfort, this relief, this, this, this distraction that we can so often turn to. No movies, no computer games. You know, no sitting and reading the news, no, dis no distractions. But amidst, uh, amidst the, um, the wrestling in our, in our flesh and the, the, um, the uncomfortableness we have, we found such conversation and such joy in being together as a family, um, whether it's playing games or, or fishing or, or the four of us sitting and praying together and seeking God together. It's been a time of such beauty. But in the midst of this wrestling and discomfort, the Lord's been speaking to me about how I'm still able to, to put him into, into, the, into these boxes where, where I invite him into a part of my life and uh, allow him into a part of it. And there's still parts of me that you know I can, I can try and keep him away from. And he's been asking me to break his box is down. And he's been reminding me of who he is. And again, I just want to let scripture speak. We have this promise in Revelations 21 where John tells us, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ends. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. Now know in the scripture, God is talking, Jesus is talking about the new heaven and the new earth when he will make all things new. And yet this promise rings for us today. This promise rings for us today. And it gives us hope that the Alpha and the Omega, Jesus who rose from the dead, he will make all things new and he will restore all things to us. But even now, the water of life is available to us. Remember, Jesus said he is the river of life. He is life for us. Remember that this is our Savior that we worshipped, that we worship now. And John says in Revelation 5, then I looked. And I heard the voice of many angels around the throne. The living creatures and the elders. 
the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain. To receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the, under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. This is our Savior. Jesus, who sits on the throne, who is worshipped, who is adored and will be worshipped for all time. We're told in Revelations elsewhere that he is the light that will light the new city, the new Jerusalem. He will be the light. Finally, in Revelations 1, 17, John writes, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me. Such a wonderful personal touch. He laid his right hand on me. Jesus laying his hand on the disciple who he loved. Saying to me, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. This is the Savior who we worship. The Savior who conquered death. Death couldn't hold him. Death. Death couldn't contain him. And he defeated it. And he took back the authority which we gave to Satan in Eden. He took back the authority over all things. And he that was, he that was before anything was created, he through whom all things were created, he who gave up his, his glory to die for us, rose again. That we would be called sons and daughters of God. How glorious. But I, I struggle not to weep now, even as I struggled not to weep last night as I was preparing because, because I saw again the glory, the glory of the one that I serve, the glory of the one that I worship, and the glory of the one who asked for my life. 
and I am reminded again how pathetic it is that I would try and put this one who was before all things and will be in all things and is for all time, that I would put him into a box, that I would keep any part of me back from him. Instead of saying, Jesus, take, take all of me, take the good and take the bad, take, you know, I'm just a man, I'm, I'm like grass. I'm here now, I'll be gone tomorrow. But for whatever reason, you decided that I'm worthy. I'm worth you dying for. I'm worth your death that I can have a relationship with you. And I praise you for that. And how, how, can I, how can I put you in a box? Or how can I put even myself in a box and say, Lord, I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy enough. Or Lord, I don't want you to have this part, but to give you everything, to give you my successes and to give you my failures to give you my strength and to give you my weakness, to give you my joy and to give you my tears. Get the good and the bad, Lord, are both an offering to you just to, to take it all, Jesus. To take it all. I wanted to read um, a quote from this John Aldrich book at the very beginning. He starts with a quote from Isaac of Stella. And Isaac of Stella said, May the Son of God, who is already formed in you, grow in you, so that for you he will become immeasurable, and that in you he will become laughter, exaltation, the fullness of joy, which no one will take from you. So even as I, I wept last night, and even as I struggle now, these are, not, um, these are not tears of sadness, but they are tears of joy and, and tears of revelation of the nature of our Savior. And um, I thought about doing communion, which of all Sundays, this is a Sunday where we again share communion and we we celebrate what, what, what Jesus has done, the body that was broken, the blood that was poured out for the forgiveness of our sins, for the reconciliation of us with our Savior and with our Father. But as I prayed, I felt Jesus just asked me to say one thing and then just to pray. And that was that this Easter, whether it's when we worship or when it's after you listen to this message. But I felt the Lord saying, don't, don't let this be normal. Don't let your response to Easter be normal. Don't let it just be a, oh, he's risen and it's good and move on. But I'm, I'm going to pray that that each one of you listening to this video, that you are going to encounter the presence of Jesus. And I, and, I, and I feel the Lord say, don't let this be normal. And I had this picture. I had, I had a picture of the fathers of, of young children 
Nicholas and Luke and Matt and Henrik and Joel and Tyler, you're almost a dad as well. I think that's all the dads of the young kids. I, I saw you, I saw you grabbing your sons and your daughters and I saw you dancing and running around the house and shouting, he is risen. He is risen. Jesus is risen. That your children would be enveloped in your arms and would, 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 would capture the, the joy of what this day means for us as Christians. And I saw, I saw married couples holding hands and declaring the risen Lord over their homes and the risen Lord over their marriage and the risen Lord over their children. Declaring his presence. Declaring the risen Lord that, that the Jesus that we see in Revelations this glorious, glorious King, this river of life, the one whose yoke is easy and whose burden is light. And those of you who are single, I saw you falling to your knees and worshipping him. Maybe you've got a friend, friend with you, but falling on your knees together and worshipping him and praising him and thanking him and celebrating him, rejoicing over Jesus, I'll say. So when this video is, is finished, I encourage you, give him space. He's been saying to us that he is willing to be found. He is ready to be found. And we know later, in scripture, he says, I stand at the door and knock. Will you open to me? And I believe today there's this powerful invitation to open the door, to praise him. And we don't have to do anything else but praise him. Praise him. And I know that he is gracious and he is good. And even as we praise him, the spirit will move and will pour into our souls and will bring refreshing and will bring life and will bring healing. For that is who he is. He cannot but restore. He cannot but bring life. Let us pray. Jesus, we praise you. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and end. Our God and the Creator, who gave up his glory to die for those he loves, who rose from the dead having defeated death. The one who was and is and will be forever, we praise you. We give glory to your name for you are worthy 
You alone are worthy of our praise, of our affection, of our lives, Lord Jesus. We give you our lives, we give you our hearts, our souls, our spirits, our minds. We give you all of us, Lord. Be glorified. Be glorified today, our King. And I pray, Jesus, that you will flow. You will flow through our family. Holy Spirit, that you would move through each one of our homes and each one of our hearts. From our babies to your oldest children in this body, Lord, let your spirit move. Jesus, I pray your presence will fill the homes of your children. Let laughter and joy break out. Let dancing and celebration break out. Let healing and restoration flow. The day, Lord, where we remember that you defeated death, let your life flow. Let your joy flow. Let hope arise. Let your light shine on us and through us, Jesus. We love you, our God. We praise your name. Amen. Again, Kingdom Life, we love you. We miss you. May God bless you. And God keep you. And may our glorious King, may his face shine upon you. May his peace envelop you. God bless you.